Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to your new favorite podcast, Non But For Real, part two of Love and Energy. Let's keep the conversation going. How you respond, and it's all about the energy you contain. Let me tell you what used to make me so mad as a kid, but I thank my mom for it every day. Um, <laughs> I used to make me so mad when I used to uh, get into it with my sister, or I used to be in a situation that was dramatic. And I used to go be, tell my mom, like, yo, this is what happened. Um, and they did this, and they did, did that, and whatever. And her response always was, okay, but what did you do? Mm. How did you respond? And he used to piss me off. Hey, we ain't <laughs> talking about me right now. We ain't talking about me. But it's always about they you, They did bro. this. They it's did that. It's always about you. And she said, but what did you do? Mm, what did you do? How did your response control the situation mm. and he used to just, I used to be so mad at her but looking back now it it helped me develop how to be better in relationships be better in every situation accountability that's and what have, it was really and it was really you know accountability which is why my mother my mom and I she my mother is not the type of person who chooses sides mm. she's not she's she will always point it back at you and which is why her and I we we talk like every Your day. Your mom was woke. We talk you ain't even every know. day. <laughs> and and what she was doing was developing me in how to handle tough situations to and really developing me to always look at myself before I look at anybody else. Which is why like if my wife and I, you know, get into an argument or we just have a tough conversation, I'll get real quiet. Real quiet. Because I'm like, okay, how do I respond to this in a way that would be receptive for her? Or how do I respond to this? Because I don't like speaking out of anger. I don't like speaking out of my emotions. Because I know if I do, it's going to go real bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not only am I going to have to apologize for what I did, and I got to apologize for what I said, what how I, I said, said it, how, you said how it. I had just handled the whole situation. Right. So what I usually do now is I just... Or my my go to, I just get real quiet, and I'm like, because I'm a I'm a reflector, you know. I think before I go to sleep, I always think about how my day went. Mm. How did I handle this situation? Could I have done this better? Um, and it's literally every night. And so, what that did was allow me to be who I am today, mm. and just be like, all right, I see you a hothead, but I'm not gonna match your energy. Because when I know myself, I know the work that I've mm. I've done for me. And what I'm not going to do is allow the fact that you didn't do the work in yourself allow me to interrupt my character. So, okay. Yeah. So that just made me think of a quote. Um, I think it was somebody that I follow on Facebook. And they, they talk about thriving um, mm-hmm. versus surviving. So I think what Dave is explaining is his choice to thrive instead of being in survival mode. Because I feel like when you're in survival mode, you're thinking surviving. You're thinking reactionary. You're thinking, I got to do this because this has happened to me. Right. But thriving is being in control. It's, it's, it's like overcoming. You know, it's not being in survival mode. You know, you're not just here to just, oh, I got to protect myself or I got to defend myself. You're, you're thriving. You're choosing to thrive. Right. No matter what's going on. And I think that's, that's so powerful to me to to essentially what we're saying is you have these choices and a lot of people don't we take that for granted I think is having these choices to thrive and and choosing to be reactionary instead of choosing to contain an energy where you don't really need to be reactionary or maybe your reaction is is actually going to better you is going to make your day better right. instead of allowing another person's energy to to make your day worse you're thriving so you're not even in that state of mind where you can your day can be changed by someone else. Um, I just think that's so dope to just understand your power and understand that you do have the power to control who you are and what you want to be. You do have that power and it starts within yourself. Yeah. It has to start within yourself and who you are. Um, being able to maintain an energy when the opposite energy is... Um, is being thrown at you is the dopest thing ever to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about somebody who's 
millionaire, billionaire, you know, we idolize money and all that. We idolize tangible things and businesses and all, and that's great. I'm not here to say that it's not, but who someone is inside is a real accomplishment to me. Yeah. Who I am is my real, my biggest accomplishments is yeah. me being who I'm supposed to be inside. Because you can be all these things on paper, but you are just a horrible individual inside. And it's not horrible as in like a judgment thing. It's horrible as in you're, you, you don't like what you're receiving in life. You don't like the type of people that you're around. You're the one that's telling me that it's horrible because you're not receiving the energy that you want to receive. But again, it goes back to what do you contain? Yeah. What do you contain? So that was my overview of like feminine energy, kindness, openness, gentleness. Um, those are the types of energy, obviously, that you can contain to receive that same energy back. Right. Just like Dave said, somebody at the Wendy's, you know, had an attitude at first, but his gentleness, he created gentleness back. Um, so that's important to understand that you you containing an energy is really you controlling how how you're receiving energy or the energy that you want to get. Because who doesn't want gentleness? Who doesn't want kindness? Who doesn't want openness? But we don't think, oh, am I that person? We don't think, oh, am I that energy? I mm -hmm. want this energy, but am I that energy? You know, it sounds so simple, right. but I'm telling you, people are not thinking this. Right. They are not thinking, oh, it's me. They're thinking it's everyone else, but it's you. More than likely, it's you. So move on to masculine energy, right? So we got, again, these are generalizations. Feel free to, oh, that ain't masculine she energy. All you want. She came yes, up I'm not here. I'm just, just generalizing what is more than likely a masculine energy. Not to say that women shouldn't have these type of energies, right? It's not even about what type of energy I think you should have. It's more so about what energy do you want to receive and how are you going to contain the energy to get the actual energy that you want to receive? So a lot of, I would say, men generally want submissive women, right? But how many men practice dominance? How many men actually practice leadership? You know, you can't say, I want a submissive woman, and you're not dominant. You're very indecisive, um, you're all the things that wouldn't really get a, a you wouldn't really receive submission unless you were dominant, unless you were a leader. How do you feel about that, Dave? Um, I'm gonna give you a little pushback on the dominance part. Mm -hmm. Dominance can look different for a lot of people, uh, a lot of men. Um, I guess depending on what your definition of dominance is. However, uh. The only, way, the, the only way a woman will be submissive to a man is if she can trust you to lead her. Dominance, uh, the definition is power and influence over others. That's okay. not, that could be looked now, at differently. a lot of but people, a lot of, I'll, I'll say this, a lot of people will confuse dominance with control. Yes, that's not what dominance is. That's not is. what dominance is. Honestly, it's really That's not the, what we just read. We read influence over others. That is not controlling. Right. It's just your ability to lead. It's your ability to influence. And so women will follow, women will submit to a man who she trusts. How does she trust you? Are you a man of your word? Are you a visionary in your house? Do you have things going on that you have done the work yourself to build something and she comes along and sees the work you've done for yourself because the inner work will always show out externally. So if she can't see what you are trying to build towards, she's not going to submit. She's never going to submit. And most people think submission means, you know, you do as I say. Being and, controlled. You know, you do as I say. <laughs> And I'm, we going to eat where I say go to eat. That's not what that is. Um, all submission is, is really respect. Respect and trust. Just respect and trust. But, fellas, I got to tell you, if you don't respect her, if you don't respect yourself, if you don't respect the things you own, if you don't respect, really, and by respect, I mean you don't, you don't treat what you, yourself, you don't treat what you have with care, with loving kindness, with, uh, uh, like, yeah, with everything I said. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't treat it with that, she's not going to submit to you. 
because she'll she'll look at you, she'll look at your surroundings, she'll look at what you have, and how you take, and most importantly, how you take care of what you have. By that, she can make the decision to be submissive or not. But no woman is just going to automatically be submissive. Also, a wife is submissive, not just any woman. Okay. Put that out there. So if you think you are dating someone and they just automatically got to submit, you already wrong. It's not authentic. Um, you know, these all of these things that we're discussing, it requires authenticity, right? It requires, if you're not a dominant person, it requires you to admit that to yourself. It requires you to kind of, and it's like I said, it's not about let's preach dominance in men. This, this is, I'm not here to say all men should be dominant. Um, we're talking about the men that want submissive women. You're telling me what you want. You want this, but are you this? Are you the type of person that's going to receive that energy? Um, it's a reason that you probably don't have submissive women in your life. For you to want a submissive woman, I don't really hear a lot of like, I would say like, my idea of like an alpha type male, I don't really hear him talking about submissive women and that being an issue. You know, we don't hear men that actually exude this dominance, this, this, um, this respect or this trust factor in women. There are men that don't have this, these conversations because they don't have these issues, but they don't have these issues because of the energy that they give. The energy that they give is, is bringing that submission. Yeah. Um, so you do have to be authentic. I think, a, you know, it was a good point. You know, people think dominance is control. A lot of people think they know this is this and this is that. They're not really digging deeper to really understand what it really is. Like we just said, dominance is influence over others. It's, to me, if you are inf influential, you are in some form of leadership. You know, for you to be influential, you are in some form of leadership. That's mm -hmm. all it really is. So a woman can sense that all day and she can sense that you're not a real leader. And the thing is, I mean, a submissive woman ain't just going to go with whatever you say. Yes, that's not, not what that is either. Uh, let me tell you what a submissive woman does. She asks questions. She gets clarity. If I tell my wife, hey, I see us going here. Okay, what's the plan? If I don't have a plan, she's not submitting at all. Because women are, just naturally, women are more detailed than men. See, I've come across a lot of men that say, uh, I don't like to be questioned. What do you think about that? Because I am the type of person to ask questions. It's not really me saying you don't know what you're talking about. It's me trying to learn from you. You know what I'm saying? Because you may have this whole, there's a lot, I come across a lot of like intelligent men, you know, um, that I can have these intellectual conversations with. But it's like, at the same time, if I question a, a move you make, it's like, I'm supposed to just... I'm supposed to just accept that you're making this move and it makes sense, even man, though I still need, like he said, clarity on it. If, if you are a man and you say you don't want, you don't like to be questioned by a woman, then you don't want a submissive woman. You want a servant. Mm. You want a slave. Mm. That's that's a, a slave ownership mentality. So do you think that there, um, there can be times where a woman really shouldn't question you? No. No. You're allowed to ask questions. Who am I to say, you know, I see this happening? Initially, women are detailed. They want the finer details. They want mm. the specific details. If you cannot give her that, she ain't going to submit. And you can sit there and pout and cry all you <laughs> want to. But until you figure out, and that's the beauty of of a woman, mm. she will take the idea of a man and make it better because she asks questions. Okay. What man don't want that? Maybe that's what it is. You don't like to be questioned because maybe you don't know the you answers. You ain't figured it out. And you don't want her to know that. And you so prideful. But I have heard though, Dave, that like you have to give you have to give men the opportunity to figure things out on their yes, own. Yes, you do. That doesn't. So so can that mean that you the question? has to have some type of limitation, right? Because if I'm letting you figure it out Ooh, on your own, just, I can't nag you about, oh, give me clarity, just, give me clarity, give me clarity. Honestly, it's just be real. Hey, listen, I ain't figured it all out yet, but this is what I feel. This is what okay. I see. Um, and okay, then I like ask, that. You ask A, B, and C. Uh, give me some time to figure that out. I'm not saying we have to do it right now. What I'm saying is this is just what I feel. 
but give you got it's you got to give grace. So let me ask you this: that whole I don't know yet, I I ain't figured it out yet. Does that bother you to say that? Does that bother you to, no. to admit that? Okay, so that's the dope part about you, I no. think. But I think men just I don't even think they want to admit to their spouses that they don't have it figured out. They just want them to and know. Because think about it, like just let's just say you got into a relationship. And you were just like that guy. You know what I'm saying? You had your ish together. You had all your ducks in a row. You crossed all your T's, not all your A's. And then you just started going downhill. Things start going downhill. And you're trying to basically hide that. Um, I don't know. I, I feel I'm a little indifferent about it. Yes, I want you to be transparent. But I can understand, too, the pressure of like, holding this, uh, what is that called? This status, this level of mm-hmm. who you are, trying to hold on to that, right? We, let, I think we do that but, all the time. But let me, let me, let me say this. Okay. <laughs> when you question me, you need, to, first of all, you need to give me the opportunity to collapse. Okay. Give me the opportunity to fail. Just don't throw that in my face. Mm. Don't throw it in my face. No man. I told you. No man. I told you. Is going <laughs> to grow. No man is going to want to be vulnerable. and Because you got to give him the opportunity to break down. Mm. Let me fall. Mm. Don't try to catch me. That's help me good. back up, but let me fall. You Help me back up, but if I fall, just let me hit the ground. Yeah. I that's remember where, Kev on but stage. But that's where I learned. He talked about that with his wife. He was like, listen, my wife going to tell me one time her opinion. And and if I don't agree, she just gonna let she just gonna let it be. And you just go. She literally. And you <laughs> you have to be okay with that. You have to be. Yes, and I think that's I think that's a great example of her being her, being the woman that wants to ask questions, but at the same time knowing her husband and knowing I ain't gonna win, so I'm gonna just let him fall, and he gonna come back to me like and yeah, let babe, him fall because if right. he if he really <laughs> if he really trusts you. And he's he's really vulnerable with you. He'll come to you and be like, "Yo, you was right. Mm-hmm. You was right. I was wrong." But if you ain't, if you if he can't do that, then you, by nature you don't have to submit. You don't. A submiss a woman submits. Let me stop saying woman. A wife submits to a man who is afraid to fall. Who's not afraid to fall. Mm. who's not afraid to fail. Even when he does have a clear vision, it doesn't mean everything is going to go right. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, be open to the fact that the details may change. Mm -hmm. Don't don't come to me saying, well, you said this is how it's going to go. Okay, that didn't work. But hey, I'm going to try this and see if it worked. So I think there is some sort of balance. There is some sort of limitation that you should have. Um, yeah, ask questions. Yeah, get your clarity, but also allow things to be as well. Uh, don't, allow things to change. Because I don't want people to hear this and be like, oh, well, shoot, it's cool for me to ask questions. I'm going to just, I'm going to just annoy him with all the questions because I know that I, I want that and that's, it don't matter. But at the right. end of the day, Listen, you got to know your man, too. And if he is the type of person where he does want to figure it out on his own, give him that option. Give him that option. Yes, you can ask questions if you think it's going to help him. But if you're just doing this just because you want to know the answers and, like you said, letting him fail, that's that's powerful because I feel like I'm the type of woman, I do not want to let you fail. So I am going to annoy you with questions. I am going to be on your butt about... Everything that you need to do because I don't want to see you fail. I want to make sure you don't fail. I feel like if you fail in my hands, then I don't feel like a supportive partner if I let you fail. You know, reason reason why a man would fail is because he gave up. Mm. Your responsibility as my wife is to not let me give up. Period. It's not about. It's not about completing that certain task. Yeah. It's about. It's about you coming to me. Hey, babe. I know that didn't work. But you are such a good man. You're such mm. a hard worker. You know, whatever it is you want to do, mm. go after it. Go do it. Build him up. Mm. Build. I'm men are ego. Our ego needs that. Mm. Uh, we do. So that takes us to the next part of the energy, uh, confidence. Um, I think confidence is probably one of the biggest. Uh, what do I say? It's the biggest like 
energy that is the most fabricated, I feel like, in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, having real confidence, and I think you touched on it already, um, being able to fail, being okay with failing, that's a part of confidence. I think that is what makes you confident, is being okay with failing. If you're not the type of person where you, like, you hate failing to the point where it's just like, it's, it's something you just try to avoid at all costs. Right. That's not a confident person. Mm-hmm. A confident person is okay with failing. Um, and if we, when we're talking about in terms of energy, a lot of us, the type of people that we want, we want confident people. It takes a confident person to be all those things on the list that you want, but are you confident? And it's not a gender thing. No, it's not a gender thing. Men want confident women. We're talking about masculine feminine energy, but we're also talking about the energy that you want to receive yeah. and the energy that you should contain in order to receive it. So it's not about man or woman. It's about do, if you want a submissive partner, then you probably should show some dominance, some confidence. Yeah. Um, because that's how you, in our opinion, my opinion, per, that's how you receive submission. So it's not yeah. about men need to be more dominant. This is about the men who want submission this is how we feel you receive it. It's not about finding a submissive woman. It's about being a dominant man. Yeah. Right? And like I said, going back to the confidence, right? Um, confidence, I feel like confidence attracts confidence. Um, and a lot of us, like like I said, I feel like we are so, um, I need this person to be ABC123. And a lot of the factors that we look for in our partner they need to have confidence and then you wonder why like you have people around you who pretty much isn't confident um and if you are attracting people who isn't confident look at yourself are you really confident are you really are you just are you portraying confidence or are you really genuinely inside confident and i think the biggest test is is being able to fail because i know me I hate failing. Like when I say that's probably the worst thing ever for me is to fail. That speaks to my confidence so greatly. So I'm not here to say everybody need to be confident. And if you ain't confident, you need to get your life. I'm talking about Jazzy. Jazzy needs to be more confident, being okay with failure. Um, Even thinking about this podcast, like I was so nervous about this podcast, Dave. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro. What am I going to say when I get on the mic? Like, what am I talking about? Like, it's just, that's all, it's confidence. But let, me, but let me tell you why it's important to have people around you that you strive to be. Mm, yes. Not, it took me a long time to get as confident as I am. Mm. I ain't going to hold you. I'm the most confident person I know. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't mean I'm not nervous. It doesn't mean I'm not afraid. I just decided I'm going to do it afraid. You're going to do it afraid. At the end of the day. Yep. That's dope. I don't, I don't know. I know, but I don't know if this is this podcast is going to go where I want it to go. However, I'm not stuck in that. Okay. Because I'm Talk confident. Day. I'm confident in myself mm. to know that God gave me this vision, and it's going to go where it needs to go. At the end of the day, and you're not going to talk me out of it. You're not going to speak negative on me about it. You can say whatever you want. At the end of the day. This is going to work. At the end of the day, this is going to work. And quite frankly, I don't care what you say. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm confident within myself. Now, when you, when you get with somebody who isn't as confident as you, you pull that out of them. Mm, you, for sure. You pull that and it, it, it gains a level of trust. So, yeah, confidence attracts confidence. It's not necessarily attracting somebody who's already confident, but it's attracting the confidence in them. Yeah. Oh, that's good, Dave. Yeah. That's good. And that and honestly, that was one one of the reasons why I hit up nails. Because I saw the confidence in her. But I'm like, you're not really scared. You just need somebody to push you. Mm. And that's what I'm that's one of my gifts. Oh. And I I'm not gonna let you fail. Period. Especially if you're gonna be a part of of my vision. Right. No, you let's, <laughs> come on. Let's Get go. Get your life together. Let's, be on time, which I'm working on. Be on time. Get get everything together. Get my confidence together to be on. But that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not rushing you to be confident. Mm. I'm confident enough to where if you're not feeling as confident, I got you. Mm. I got you. 
don't don't worry about it. You'll get there. Yep. And I will help you get there. Mm. But if if you're not confident, cool. I will take all the confidence on and I will build you up mm. to where, you know, you you come in and confident jazzy is in the room. Energy. But it's because of what I already have Energy. inside of me. Energy. Yeah. Energy. Yeah, so let's yeah. talk about discernment. What do you think makes someone have the ability to discern? I think that's a conversation. What what bring what gives someone the ability to discern? Um for me, I am spiritual. I have a relationship with the Lord. Um me personally, it's the Holy Spirit that helps me discern. Um like I said earlier, I can walk into a room and just because I'm very observant, I'm, I don't immediately walk into a room and start talking to people. I'll say hello and things like that, but I will I will look around and be like, okay, something's something's not right. Or if you know my wife is, I can tell the moment she walks into the door after a day at work mm-hmm. if it's going to be smooth sailing <laughs> or we about to it's about to go down right like, and I'm, like, wait a minute we good at that I'm giving off of energy honey. and it's slamming plates she doesn't even have to say a word <laughs> i can tell the moment she walks into the room something is either cool or something's off like what's going on let's talk yes i you agree know? um and that it comes from a sense of self mm. It has nothing to do with everybody else. Mm. It comes from the fact that I know me. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, having a conversation with somebody, I know if their intentions are right or not. You know what I think it is, Dave? 100% is God. 100% is God. But if we're talking generally, honestly, it's just your ability to connect. Mm-hmm. It's your ability to connect with people. Connection, have growing connections, I believe, is a skill. I don't think everybody has that skill. I'm not saying that you can't obtain it because I'm not. I would never, just like I said in the last episode, I would never tell you you can't learn anything. That it already got to be in you. I am not a fan of that type of talk. Right. You can learn whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think, but just knowing that, okay, am I... Sometimes I think that's what a lot of this stuff that we talk about is about being able to build a connection with somebody. Yeah. That that uh, that ability right there, I feel like, gives you the ability to discern because mm-hmm. you have you know how to connect with the person. I think one of the uh, biggest person people that are is so good at this is my daughter's dad. When I say he sees right through people, like I think God really gave him the ability to kind of like really see you for who you really are. He'd be right about a lot of people, people who mask, like they will mask something and he can just see it like this. That's not you. Let me tell you. That's not t- the real you. Let me tell you why. Because what's his name? Daniel. Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel sounds a lot like me. Mm. Because people who are usually, who tend to want to be by themselves, um, who need that alone time, introverts. He is an introvert. We MIP. are so, we are so adamant and so specific on how we feel after we leave a room or after how we feel after we leave a conversation or some sort of connection. We are so in tune with us that we put in so much work in that that it becomes natural for us to be like, no, that wasn't for me. Yeah. Because I can honestly say my ex is the same way. Like, he's an introvert, too. And I, I can honestly say, like, he will point out some things like, yeah, I don't, I think that person is this. I think that person is that. And they will be that. Like, it's just, it's. I think it's dope that there's this correlation between being in tune with who you are. It gives you, I feel like, first it starts with being who you are, authentic in yourself. That allows you to connect and that connection allows you to discern. So it all starts with you and your energy and what you contain um, and being authentic in that energy. That brings the connections with people and that gives you the ability to discern. I think yeah. discernment is a very, that's a that's an energy you have to have. I um recently, I ain't gonna say no names. <laughs> um, we were out of town. 
and we were around people. Some people we were close to, some we weren't. Mm. Um, and I was, I was just sitting. I was sitting at at a table with some people, mm-hmm. and there was a specific person there, and I knew. I don't really know this person that well. We ain't really close. Um, they know somebody that I know who I'm who I'm close to. Mm-hmm. And my wife texted me and was like, what do you feel about this person? <laughs> and I said, they're opportunists. Mm-hmm. And I can just tell by not judging them, just by how they move, mm-hmm. by how they interact, by how they respond to certain things. I'm like, yeah, your intentions aren't what they should be Mm. because usually people will show if you pay attention people will show who they are for sure and by that alone you will discern if there should be a relationship if there should be some sort of connection even further beyond that is because one you know who you are too you are aware of your surroundings. Do you think there could ever be a time where maybe I do feel like I can discern well and maybe I have discerned well um, in my past, but then I start dating somebody and my discernment just doesn't seem to be at the level it was. Do you think that's possible for someone to kind of be this confident person and have this discernment and then they're in love and now they're not so... They're kind of different now. Let me tell what, you. What, what is that? What is that? How does that even happen? Your emotions, if not checked, will blind your discernment. For sure. It will blind your discernment. Because we have, naturally, people, we have this yearning for connection. Mm. We want to connect with people. However, when you see someone that you have such a strong connection with, oftentimes your emotions will cloud your judgment and you will see, you will only see the best in them mm. or you will see the potential in them mm. and you will further a relationship based off potential and not off truth. Mm. And once, once the reality of who they are shows past who you thought they were, now you are upset. Now you are, you taken back. I'm like, and you're like, you're not who I thought you were. Right. But it's because you've allowed your emotions to overshadow your judgment, overshadow your discernment. Mm. And what's crazy is I've been in relationships like that. I think where, we all have. Because here's the thing about like dating. All dating does, you put on a show. Mm. That's all dating is. You put on the, okay, everything got to be right. Everything got to be cool. And you know what I think it is, Dave? It just made me think. Uh, I just posted something where a guy was like, uh, words tell you who a person wants to be. Actions tell you who they are. Mm -hmm. So I think how discernment gets messed up is we're listening a lot, but we're not watching as much as we're listening. We're holding on to, oh, I fell in love with everything that you say. Mm -hmm. Everything that you say you are. Everything that you, you know, you're... Because people can give great presentations, right? Yeah. Great presentations where it's like, ooh, I love this. Ooh, just even talking right now. Like, you could be listening to me right now. Like, ooh, I like Jazzy. I like the type of person she is. But at the end of the day, my actions might be completely different than what I'm saying right now. Let me tell you, people are different based on where they are and what the experience is in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, starting this business... At home, Dave, is different from CEO, Dave. It should be. And it should be. But if you are so enamored on who you see on this screen, this this is just a, a percentage of who I am. Right. You haven't seen me at home. You haven't seen who I, who I am when I'm around family. You haven't seen. And, and a lot of people will say, well, then you just being fake. No. It's not being fake. I am who I am in different situations, you know, just like how I talk to my friends and how I am with my friends ain't who I am when I'm around my mama. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
right. she will give me the classic black mama line. I energy, am not one of your little friends. Energy. <laughs> it's a whole different level when I talk to my mother. For sure. Now, don't get me wrong. My mother and I... And it's because of her energy, right? Right. My mother and I have a, a probably a different relationship. My mom and I will crack <laughs> jokes all day. My mom had a stroke, and I was cracking jokes about the fact she had a stroke because she couldn't lift her right arm. And so, you know, she would say stuff like, can you hand me that? I said, you hand it to me with your right arm. And we, but we and we just crack jokes because that's just a relationship we have. However, <laughs> I won't go beyond the lim- the the limit she set. Right. Like I'm still not going. She was to this day. I'm grown, pay my own bills, everything. She will still be like, "Who you talking to?" Mm. If I ever cross that line, for sure. How, but the point is, based on where I am, who I'm with. You you get a different version of me, and it's sure. all still me. For sure. However, it's just a different version. Yeah. So, how do we keep? How do we keep our discernment? Uh, even throughout all of our emotions, even throughout being in love and feeling, you know, feeling so connected to a person. Um, how do we keep our discernment? I, I would say, looking at the reality, right. Um, looking at the reality of what things are, taking your emotions out of it um, and really stepping back and actually seeing things for what they are. Because like you said, we fall in love with potential. We fall in love with words. We fall in love with what this could be instead of what it really, really is. Um, And discernment is so important because we waste years because we just, we choose to not discern. We waste years and years and years years. and years. Even let's, let's, let's be clear here. Discernment is not limited to other people. Discernment is you too. Yes. Being able to discern yourself is probably the most important thing. Discern you before you discern anybody. Because if I'm the type of person, if I'm falling in love with potential, that's me losing discernment on me just as Mm -hmm. much as it's losing discernment on other people and not really using my discernment on other people. That's it's me too that I need to look at. Like, okay, you just completely missed the entire reality of this person. Yeah. Isn't that a you problem? That's more of a you problem than anything. Um, and like I said, I like to change the narrative and change the conversation to it's you, it's you, it's you, because we're, we're, we're done talking about, oh, it's other people. This person mm-hmm. is a horrible person. This person is bad. They ain't do this for me. They didn't crack. They didn't, they didn't meet the standards. Maybe they, didn't. they ain't up the standard. But maybe what they, did you do? Maybe they didn't. But what, what are was, you doing about it? What are you doing about it? How are you it? responding? And how many times have you went through that? So yeah. you can't tell me it's not you. If you that's the only type of man that you've ever got, you've ever had. You have never had what you want out of life. And you're trying to tell me it's because of everyone else? Come on now. Nope. Come on now. It ain't because of everybody else. All right. So I have ambition. How do you feel about ambition? Do you think that's really like an energy you need? Cause I know that everybody, everybody has this. Everybody has their different ideas of success and goals and what they want out of life. Like, I could talk to somebody right now who does not want to be a millionaire. You know, like, they can care less to make a million dollars. I don't care what your ambition is in, in regards to money. I don't care what your ambition is in regards to material things. My ambition, that I, the ambition I'm, I'm talking about that I need, have ambition to be a better you. Have mm. ambition to change your mindset, have an ambition to not hold yourself to who you are right now and have an ambition to an open mind to having who you will be 10 years from now. Because I'm sorry, if you're the same person you are 10 years from now that you are today, that's not going to work. At least not for me. It's not going to work. You're constantly changing. So I need I need change, change to work. be around you me. Need, it's going to be hard for you to change if you're around people who... Which is, why, which is why I think most relationships don't work. Because if I'm growing and you staying stagnant and where you are and you expect me to stay that way, mm-mm. no, no, no. Because I think growth, it it requires things. Like, like, even if you look at a plant, for instance, it's not growing without sunlight, water, dirt. You got to have the ingredients to grow. You know, we try to make things work without understanding that there's ingredients to make these things work. They just don't mm-hmm. work because you want it to work. There has to be the light, the soil, the water. 
Um, work requires work. Mm. That's going to go over a lot of y'all's heads. However, work requires work. Work requires work. You cannot go through life becoming a better person without putting in the work. And honestly, the work will speak for itself. You ain't got to tell people you've changed. You ain't got to tell people, I'm doing this. People will see it. Right. People will notice the growth. But you have to put in the work. Yes. And I want to talk about the ambition. Like It says here, having or showing a strong desire and determination to succeed. So that doesn't mean whatever it is, succeeding is to you. It's just about you showing a strong desire and determination to get there. Right. Um, so that's why I think I wanted to share that definition because... I think ambition is 100% important. I think it's one, you have to have that. You have to have ambition because you need to have the strong desire and determination. Just like we talked about in our last episode, love and success, where I feel like the recipe for success for your individual is the same freaking recipe for the relationship. Right. It's the same thing, the having that strong determination and desire to succeed in the relationship. You 100% have to be ambitious to hold a relationship down. And it's not even just intimate relationships. It's any type of relationship. You have to have that desire to, to, for it to grow, for them to succeed or for you to succeed in that relationship. So I just think that's dope. Um, just understanding that ambition is not just about, because I think when people hear ambition, they automatically think career. Ambition yeah. is just a strong will a to strong. do what you want, to, to, to take what you yeah. want, to go after what you want. It don't matter what it is. If you want a husband, having a strong desire to go after that is all we're saying. It's not really about what specifically your end goal is. It's more so about you really making that choice to have that strong desire to really work for it. And understanding that sometimes that strong desire may not look good or feel good. You, you, know, can- you know, maybe you realize because you're so determined, you have to change certain things about yourself. You have to look inside yourself and do, and sometimes that doesn't feel good, but that goes, that all plays into your ambition. Like you can't say your ambition and everything you do and feels good to you. Sometimes you got to do things that don't feel that great because that's what makes you ambitious, right? Because you're persevering to succeed. You can never do what you aren't willing to be. Mm. We are human beings, not human doers. So if I want to do the work of being a good, do the work of a husband, I have to be a husband. If you want to do the work of a, of a good wife, be a, a good wife. You can never do what you are not choosing to be. Mm. I can't do good work if I'm not going to be a good person. It's all about choice. It's all about being who you are, being who God has called you to be so you can do what God has called you to do, so you can do what you want to do. It's really about the work. Really about the work. And you, it's your choice. It's a choice. All of it is a choice. You know, I think a lot of people will hear these things like, are you receptive? And some people are like, well, I'm not receptive. And they'll take that and be like, well, I just need to find somebody that's cool with that. No, it's okay to say I'm not receptive and do the work to get there. Because that's what you want. You want to be the type of person that can receive. Don't right. let nobody tell you that you can't be the, this type of person. If you're the complete opposite of who you want to be, that's fine. You know that now. That's the first step. Second step is now how are we going to get to where you want to be? Right. How are we going to get there? Um, so that's the, that's the conversation, guys, is to really look inside yourself for the answers, instead of looking at other people for the answers, mm-hmm. instead of looking outside of yourself for the answers, it's all within you. Yeah, It's all within you and what you have to be very intentional about what you are containing in order to receive. Um, so I, I just think that's dope. Um, the last, the last, uh, and we can piggyback off of this. Um, this is something that I just got from, you know, studying a couple of different fake gurus on masculine feminine energy, but he had his last one was uh, decisiveness. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. Like it is a little bit unattractive and I guess um, a I'm a little bit. bit sexist on that. I think it really is unattractive for a man to be indecisive. Um, 
Not a little I, I want to say that's a that's a feminine thing, but I mean, I feel like women should be decisive too. Obviously, you shouldn't be flowing everywhere. I mean, obviously, you should have some type of decisiveness too. But I just feel like a man like have some make some decisions. Like you know, I feel like that really plays into who you are, the type of man you are. Like if you can just make decisions, it's really a turn off for a man to ask you for everything or ask you what you want, ask you this. Like it's just like make some decisions and go with it. That's I don't know how important is decisiveness, Dave. Um, I'm very decisive. What I can't stand is a I don't know person. Ooh. I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> you need to know. Oh, go go figure it out then. Don't just say I don't know. Go my, figure my it out. My thing is this: we're spending time arguing about something that could have been decided two hours ago. For what? Because <laughs> my thing is this: if I decide something, it's because the discussion's going too long. Well, what if it don't work? Then it don't work. So what? We'll, we'll make another decision and mm. we'll keep going. Mm. However, what I'm not going to do is sit here and keep talking about the issue when we can decide to have a solution. For sure. And if that solution don't work, cool. We come back, try it all over again. But what we're not going to do, because what I can't stand, ladies, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, we, I, I, we love to include you on where we, what we're going to eat, where we're going to eat and all that. But when I tell you, it's it, it's so annoying. Oh, Why so do we annoying. never know what we want to eat? Like, that is the hardest thing. No, it, it's not just what you want to eat. It's it's a lot of stuff, too. However, <laughs> um, um, but let's just, Say that for, ain't it, for huh? safety reasons, uh, <laughs> let's just stick with that one, since that's just a well-known thing. Um, no, uh, I just don't, because I'm like this. I don't, I'm not a stickler on food. I just want to eat. Right. Now, if you picky, decide. Right. That's my thing. If, if you right. want to be picky, you the one that make decisions. I don't care what we eat. I just want to eat. Right. But if you like, oh, babe, I don't care. All right. And I feel like it'd be the picky people that don't want to decide. Like, I yes. have this issue with my friend all the time. I'd be like, friend, where you want to go? I don't care. And then I'll, I'll name a place. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. We ain't going there. Like, girl, okay, you picked it. My my thing is this. You get no opinion if you're not offering a solution. <laughs> right. Like what? <laughs> you you not you're not helping the situation with I don't know. I know I'm indecisive. So but if I say we I'm going here. Like, if yeah. I say we going here, that's where we're going because you're not offering a you're suggestion. You're not offering no other right place. So that's I guess that's where we're so, going. That's what we eat. Or we ain't going nowhere then. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I got so many I got so much stuff to do. I don't have the time. Or I'll put it or just do this. Hey, um, guess what we eating today? Ooh, this. Yep, that's what we eating. Cool. I'm serious. Sure. Fellas, do that. Do that with your girl. Do that with your girl. Man. Just be like, like hey I don't babe. What you talking about? Hey babe, guess what we eating today? <laughs> if the first thing she gets, just go along with it. I, oh, it, it works like a charm. It really does. It does. I really do think that 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 happens. I probably um, should have gave that secret away, but I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Why not? There ain't no secrets on the Nah, but for real podcast. Because some, but sometimes it it won't work. Because she's like, I don't know. Right. No, I need you to guess where we're eating. I don't. I'm not asking you to choose. Just take a wild guess. This. Yep. Let's go. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I'm trying to think, Dave, because. Uh, that's really all I had as far as what I wrote down as far as the certain energies and how important these energies. No, I think it was great. Um, how important these energies are as far as you being aware of what you need in order to receive. So I put on here, both energies are important. Both feminine and masculine energies are important. It's not really to focus on feminine and masculine energy. It's more so to focus on the energy Um how important it is to understand what energies are needed in order for you to attract your desired energy. Yeah. So what energy do I need to contain to be able to attract what I desire? Um, that's what that's what the conversation was about today. Um, we can't just focus on eliminating unwanted energy. That's great that you're allowed that you're able to do that. Your boundaries, that's awesome. But it does not stop there. We take it, we have to take it a step further and say, why do I attract the energy I claim to not want? There's a reason why the energy is, is attracted to you. There's a reason why, you know, that happens. And I think 
we kind of dissect it why that happens, right? It's about you and the energy you contain. And that's the reason why you're receiving this energy. So it's it's not good enough to be, because I feel like I don't even want to be around. Uh, when I say I don't want certain energy around me, that means I don't want to even have the option to eliminate it. I, I want to have that type of energy where, what, eliminate? I don't have to eliminate anything. I don't even, I don't even receive the type of energy I don't want because of the energy right. I contain, I don't have to eliminate energy. It might be a red flag if you constantly having a, oh, he got he gotta go, she gotta go. That might be a red flag. Right. That you got so many people that you cutting off. You your cutoff game strong, honey. That's not really a no. flex. It's not a flex. It's at not all. a flex. It just means that the issue is you. Yeah, it just means that it's That's you. All that means. So can you think of, I mean, I don't know. I think we kind of think we kind of nailed it with the energy, but do you can you think of anything like as far as what you see people wanting um and and they're not getting uh that we didn't cover as far as energy wise? I don't want to leave nothing out. My my thing is this. I can't you think of anything. You own I'll I'll just round this thing out. For sure. You can only give what you have and you will only receive what you will put out mm. so yeah because we say these cliches all the time you get out what you what you put out you get out what you put what's that what's the word what's you, the saying you, uh, you receive what you, you put out or yeah, something you like that what you put out we say these things and it's, then we we're it's really just we're not it's, holding ourselves accountable it's an it's an investing mindset it really is we're just investing in people and if I'm going to invest in you, it's because you have the energy I want to desire. You have a certain energy, but you you're I'm getting back the energy that I put out. Right. So. Right. That's the only thing. And you right. will only see that if you are willing to put in the work on yourself. And it's OK to not have the energy as long as you know this is what's needed. And, and, and be, so now it's time to do the work to get it. And be OK with not connecting with certain people if they ain't got it. Be okay with that. Like, this ain't for me. That's or cool. Or disconnecting. Be okay with disconnecting. Some, disconnecting, honey. Sometimes some people, you got to disconnect. Some people had good energy starting off. They had the energy, but the energy shifted. It's okay to make those changes. Now, if, now, like we just said, if everybody is being cut off, that's a you thing. That's a you problem, baby. That's a you thing. Like... For sure. People who are like, it, I cut off everybody in 2023. Okay. This Why? is you. You ain't come in with nobody in 2023. Nobody to ride with. Nobody to do this thing called life with in 2023. We have this thing where people brag about not having friends. What's what's up with that? I don't got no friends. I'm just a real person. I don't got no real. I don't got, How are you a real person and you don't got no friends? What's funny is <laughs> people who say that are are people who who do have friends. However... They just, you are more selfish than you are trying to build relationships. Like, n there's no way anybody in this world is like, I ain't got no friends. You a lie. Because if I went and asked somebody, hey, you cool with them? Yeah, we friends and stuff. They said y'all ain't cool. Right. They say Please. they don't got no friends. Please. Ain't no way. But I think there are people who don't have who who lacked a desire to Siri, I ain't talking to you. Right, what what's going on with Siri? <laughs> annoying. Who uh, not even lack the desire, but people who um don't have the skill to connect, don't have the skill of connection and being able to connect with people. Um and that could be like a cry for help. Like I don't have no friends. Really, you're saying you just don't have you don't really have a great skill in connecting with people. Um and you know that again. That's another red flag. I feel like you should have a, a good a good person should have good people around you. It's really hard to be a good person by yourself. You need people to hold you accountable. You need good people around to be good people. Um, I think we're we're humans of fellowship. We need relationships. We need fellowship. Um, and that's what really this podcast is about. And every single topic that we talk about is going to draw back to us needing each other. Yeah. Um, because we can't we can't even contain energy without people, really. You know, we can't even talk about energy without having connections with people. It takes having connections with people in order to even gain this energy and feel this energy. Um, you know, so 
the no having friends things, big red flag. Um, the I could do it all by myself, big red flag. These are not the energies that we should be giving off, especially because we we always talk about how much of we want relationships or how right. much we want this and we want that, right. which takes other people to be in your life. So I don't know. I think this was a good conversation. It was a great babe. conversation. Great. Great conversation. Great conversation. Um, all right. So we do this. Uh, our next segment is called, Did That Really Happen? Oh, yes. Oh, let me stand it. <sighs> Nails, please pull this up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was when terrible. I say, when oh I say. Oh, my gosh. Energy. Oh, listen to this energy, y'all. You want me to play it, Dave? What you want me to do? Yeah, just play it on the thing. Did I? What did I send it to you on? Messages? Uh, messages. You texted to me. Did. Yeah, but what's crazy is like this whole thing because I, I got a question for you. I after. think I sent it on Instagram or Facebook. No, you didn't. You text me. Why don't I see it? You definitely text me. Anywho, but um, oh, it's a link, ain't it? Yeah, it's a link. Okay, oh, here we go. Yeah, all right. as a man is to hold the household down and she hasn't worked in years. I'm not spending a quarter million dollars on a wedding. I'm not doing it. So, 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 so you have no plans on getting married? I have plans on getting married. Let's go to a city hall. I'm not a city hall bitch. Oh. Energy. Energy. Stop saying city hall because she's about to get left. Like I'm telling you right now. At the end of the day, I love you more than life itself. But you gotta be easy with all this. Love ain't enough. You. How long you plan on being broke? Oh, I don't like broke. Watch your mouth. You That's not broke. Too much. That's smart. He called him broke. That's smart. All right. Listen, you broke call people it broke. You know what I'm saying? Leave and see what your ass gonna be. Uh, I love that. <laughs> he said. He said that she hasn't worked in years. Now the audacity of her to. Call I don't him know. Broke. I don't know where <laughs> this clip is from. I don't either. I don't know who these people are. However, <laughs> she said I deserve to have a specific kind of wedding. A quarter million dollar wedding. $250,000 for a wedding. I thought 30000 was a lot for a wedding. Two hundred and fifty. Let me. Who? Um, and so this this guy was like, well, I, I do all. I make all the money. I make all the money. So we could use this money. And put it towards something that actually matters rather than this whole wedding thing. Like that, whatever. Um, now, I can speak personally on this as a married man who's been married for a little over a year. Our wedding costs may be a little over 10 grand. Um, I didn't want a big wedding at all. I do not want a big wedding. I did not want to. I mean, our, our wedding. I don't believe in that. I don't know what people consider big. However, Something um, that costs a lot of money. That's what I consider big. But I, I would say this. What I wanted to do was just throw a big party. We can do a ceremony, but it can be a part of the party. I didn't, I didn't want a lot of people there. I didn't really care for none of that. However, my wife did want, you know, the traditional type of wedding, um, even though ours was a little non-traditional. However, we did have the ceremony, big church, you know, had an event space and all that. Um, and it was great. And like, you did that I don't, for 10 bands? I know that's right. I don't, uh, oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't Did y'all get married in the off season? Like in the winter? I heard that's cheaper. We got married, out there. we got married in the fall. <laughs> we got married in the fall. Yeah, so, yep, I heard that's, but, that's however, the But however, we had a lot of connections and a lot of people in our community who Period. helped us out. Like, Period. who just love us and they're like, hey. Oh, so you was receiving, huh? <laughs> yeah, he was receptive for I that wedding. <laughs> I ain't going broke for nothing. Um, when it comes to money, I will receive. <laughs> yes, give me my receptive energy is there. Give me all money. the money. Yes, now, I'll receive that. <laughs> but um, for sure. no, I didn't want a big wedding. I was cool. I so like the thought of like her being like, I deserve this. Do she you? was the energy was entitlement. Yeah, she felt super. But she was very entitled, and it was like the audacity of the entitlement for me because it's like one, 
you're not making any money. So why are you even talking about money? Why are you even talking about what should be spent on what? And you ain't making a dime of it. To me, that's like uh, beyond entitlement. That's like, what? And I'm telling y'all now, there's a <laughs> lot of people that I know, us included, that looks back at the day of their wedding and they're like, why did we do that? <laughs> All the time. Why did, what was All the, the time. What was the point? What was the point? Like, why? Thousands, for thousands, me, thousands I, of dollars. I'll say this. My thing is, why were certain people there? We paid for them to come for what? For why? What? This is a union between us. Like, <laughs> like, why were they there again? For what? I, I waste the money on them because I'm telling y'all now. Like, I had I struggled with the thought of I'm inviting you to celebrate me, but I'm paying for you to celebrate mm, me. Right? No, no. Right? I don't. Absolutely. What? Right. No, I'm good. And then the had the audacity. People, some people had the audacity to get an invitation. RSVP yes and didn't even show up. Didn't even show up. Don't bring a gift. I don't believe in that. You see, you before, know I spent all this money. Before the gift, you didn't show up when you said you would be there and then didn't tell us that you wasn't coming. Yeah, you wasted my money. I want money back. Listen. That's what I want. I need to send invoices like right. that. Like that one uh, couple That did. one seat costs $500. I'm going to need $500. <laughs> that one couple, there was a couple that there were people who did not come to the wedding, sent them all invoices. You owe us this amount of money. No, seriously. Now, we wouldn't do that because we ain't stressing for money. We good. But it's really the thought of it. Like, you, you, this, this cost us. You probably could sue for that. You probably can. You probably <laughs> you really can. could. But, you could sue for anything. But my it's crazy. thing is... You know, it's a loss, but... 100%. I just feel like... And, and she wasn't... Obviously, she was the complete opposite of submiss submissive, right? Like, um, you know, he was trying to, you know, explain to her, like, he couldn't even really... He couldn't really talk as much because she's like, you broke. I want this. Da, 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 da. She wasn't even listening. He just... He he was trying to say, like, listen, we could spend $250,000 on an investment and make more than the $250,000. Right. Make that back. You could even, I could even take it a step further and say, let's invest in something, double our money, and then we could pay for the wedding. Now it's like we didn't even pay for it because we just we just got an investment to make more money to pay for the wedding. Right. You know, she wasn't even open-minded, open, you know what I'm saying, to even receive that. That's, that could have been where the conversation went. You know what I'm saying? Where, oh, I could give you this, but let me make these moves. Let me take this 250000 and make these moves. And once I got some, you know, some really, you know, some, what do you call it? Some loose money, some money I could play with, then okay, yeah, I might spend 250000 on the way. And I just want to know what, what I mean, it's the entitlement for me. It was it's real like, what, huge what entitlement. What makes you think you deserve Yeah, what makes you think this? you deserve uh, what, what, what who told you, you that? What makes you think you deserve who told you this? anything that I'm willing to give to you? Like, Exactly. You think I don't know if you deserve something? Right. If I feel like you deserve it, I'm willing to give it. Right. However, the fact that you have to tell me you think you deserve this lets me know you really don't. Okay. You really because don't. Because if you deserve it, why he, why, why one, he ain't even, he, he should have had it even planned already. Me, you can't even listen to me when I'm trying to tell you how I feel about something. Right. And I'm not even saying you don't deserve a big wedding. What I'm saying is, well, let's think, let's just think about it real quick. Do we want a long-term right. thing? Or because the goal is to not Being get married. The goal is to not get married. Anybody can get married. The goal is to stay married. Stay married. And where we're headed right now, based on this conversation, you think one day it's gonna matter? One day it's not gonna matter. No. I definitely I'm with Dave. I don't want a big wedding. I don't want a big wedding at all. I don't even want a wedding, y'all. Like at this age. I just want the marriage. I don't want the wedding. I can care less. Let's go. Like he was saying, let's go to City Hall. That would have been my husband. My, my husband tell me that. Absolutely. Let's go. Forget City Hall. We going to somebody's backyard. And I don't even need to even <clears throat> listen. Let's go on here to the state. Get it going. Get the contract out. Boom. We married now. What's up? Now, now the only thing, the real work. I only thing I will about. say, only thing I will say, because marriage is a spiritual thing. It is a spiritual me, thing. I would want to have a ceremony where. Right. Where um, 
we do give our marriage to the Lord, mm-hmm. and we do do that, and we do it in a way. It is still a religious, uh, what did he say, ritual. Um, and so I would want that, and I would want people who really care about us to witness that and surround us in prayer mm-hmm. and all that. Um, however, it doesn't take $250,000 to do that. It don't. Mm-mm. Probably not at all. For a couple thousand. <laughs> you could, yeah. Absolutely. Because listen, 10000 that's probably my limit, honestly. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see me spending house money. You know, I'm an investor. I buy real estate. Yeah. Who the heck is about to spend real estate money on a wedding? Absolutely not. When that could have mm-hmm. been just more real estate for me. Right. So I'm thinking about that. I, I'd rather spend all of my thousands on a house or not even just real estate, just an asset, period. I'd rather spend my money on an asset. And last time I checked, weddings are not assets. Weddings are liabilities. You're not receiving any money from that. That is just money that you're just throwing away, essentially. And if you do receive money, it's from people that you invited, and it ain't gonna eat. You it ain't, ain't gonna it ain't give gonna, you a profit, it, right? Receive, it, a profit, it being an asset that means you need still to profit be a loss. from it, right? It's gonna be a huge loss because people have businesses that are not assets because they're not making their money back, right? They're in the hole. That's mm-hmm. not an asset. Asset makes money. It has a profit. And I'm in, I'm on that wave where I'm not spending my money on things that are not assets. Not that kind of money. Yeah. A couple hundred dollars here, there. Okay. But thousands and thousands and th- a quarter million. I, I wouldn't even like, I would have laughed. That like, would have been so right funny now, to me. <laughs> like, what like right are now, you talking about? This whole studio is a liability. However, I'm about to start renting out this studio. You can make, make things an asset, 100%. You can make they, it an asset, we, yeah. they, they have that argument all the time about cars being a liability. But you can make a car an asset. You put it on Turo. Put it on Turo, yeah. You can, you can make cars an asset. Yeah. Um, there's transportation. But the, Amazon hires for delivery people. You got DoorDash, you know, yeah. whatever. You can make your car an asset. So, um, we, you know, it's not to discourage people from right. having things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, it's just some more so to get your mind thinking about how you can create liability or how you can create assets from your liabilities. It's okay to have things um, that are liabilities, but have that mindset that, okay, I can turn this into an asset. Long story short, she tripping. <laughs> tripping. She tripping. But tripping. Listen, thank y'all so much. Thank this was y'all. A, this was a really great episode. It was great. It's definitely going to be a two-part episode. But, um, <laughs> we talked for a long time. <laughs> um, but thank y'all so much. Thank you to our Patreon for joining us. Uh, also, if you are, if you want to join the Patreon, it supports us. Um, Five dollars a month, or if you want to get more, you can. Um, so again, thank y'all for tuning thank in. To Nob up Nob up we'll see you next time. Tell me how I feel. We on the fire. Tell me what's the deal.